Hello and welcome back to another episode of Wellness Wednesday Inspiration. My name is Fernanda. I am here with Dr. Linda. And today's topic is actually very relevant to what's going on right now, uh, being November, early November, in preparation for the holidays. So we're going to be talking about how to cope with the holidays and mental health. So if you are one of those people that uh, are stressing out or get anxious about the festivities or uh, maybe you are concerned about uh, your weight or eating habits or family gatherings, anything like that. We're going to be covering a lot of that uh, today. And we do not have a guest. It's going to be Dr. Linda and I. We haven't done a podcast, just you and I, for a while. So I'm excited mm -hmm. about that too. Dr. Linda, how are you? I'm great. And I'm, I always, I have fun with sometimes it's just us two, you know, <laughs> we really get to, um, I think people get to know us a little bit better too. And just, just sharing all this, but yes, you're right. The holidays are coming up and I know we both have crazy busy schedules, but, but it's good because your, your focus with your goal cards and a strategy that I know you teach your, um, your clients is having that goal card and also, but still having fun with life and enjoying life and living in the present, but also planning for the future. So, um, so that's always something exciting to, you know, to have. And I remind people and I, and when I remind people, I remind, that reminds me. <laughs> so, but yeah. And is this going to be your first Christmas in Arizona? Second. Second, okay. I moved, yeah, I moved to Arizona August of last year. Wow, already. already? Already. So it's been a little bit over a year. Second time. I am so enjoying November weather here. It's not even like I'm wearing shorts right now. I was just uh, at a picnic outside with my son at his school. And it's so cool where before in Illinois, it was like at this time of the year, it's already freezing, probably already mm -hmm. snowing, big coats, um, just for me, so uncomfortable just because I, I, I'm not a big fan of the cold. So I am super enjoying the weather. Yeah, it's it's great. I know. I mean, we live in the desert. However, I do. I mean, it's like we're wearing shorts and I mean, I'm wearing you know, a little tank top here. <laughs> so that was awesome. We don't want to make anybody jealous. Just listening to <laughs> and say, oh, they're probably somewhere like, you know, at home, they can't leave. There's a storm or whatever. I remember those days because I did live um, right on the lake, on Lake Erie. So I remember those days mm -hmm. that were like, okay, what are we going to do today besides blast the heater on? So, <laughs> so I'm so, I'm excited about, um, you know, about how we get to spend Christmas here. And I go to California quite a bit as well, still even over the holidays. But, you know, with everything that we're talking about the holidays, we can still make them fun uh, fun and and not stressful in light of what er, what's going on in our world. Uh, we can't just keep focusing on the what ifs and that. And what's interesting, I just, uh, Wednesday, Wednesdays are kind of like my, um, my podcast day, I get caught up. I actually go to a Bible study on Wednesday. So I get up and try to go do that and just a lot of other things. And, and so, but it was interesting because I did a lot of times people are so hard on themselves and they're perfectionist and, 
and I just told him, I'm like, why don't we just focus on, you know, if something happens in life, you know, you ask yourself, well, what am I supposed to learn from this? Or how can I make this better? And point in a positive direction. And I think we can even apply that with, with the holidays because for some people it's stressful and those that maybe have even lost some, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can relate to that, Dr. Linda. Uh, it was about, it's going to be now four years, four years now, uh, New Year's, right? 30 minutes before we were ringing New Year's, uh, I received that call from my dad. My brother had had a heart attack. And so, um, you know, he was then wow. 30 years before we rang the New Year. So for the la- for the next two years, New Year's, it was very a very sad experience for me, although I've always enjoyed and loved New Year's and it was always probably one of my favorite holidays. Um, but I, it was very sad and it was very depressing. And so a lot of people that have lost significant others during during festivities, during, uh, you know, holidays or not just losing someone as in like, you know, losing a family member, but perhaps uh, something devastating that has happened or something challenging or um, something that could be perceived in a sense as negative mm-hmm. could really impact your mood and it, it could really impact your well-being, your mental, emotional well-being during the festivities. So I can also give some some techniques and some strategies on how I dealt with that. I now I'm back to enjoying New Year's and I enjoy it very much. And it is still one of my favorite holidays, but it was challenging mm-hmm. for a couple of years. So uh, definitely. And that leads to my question. What is your favorite holiday? I, I love Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> I love them both. You know, I do. And because it's to me, it's always been about family, just spending time with family. And I, I don't know, it's just there's just so much memory and being, you know, Latin. It's like it's just not your family. It's just like other people just pop in and, and they, they're, it's just like, we have all this adopted family. And I know when we get together, uh, you know, it could be as I remember one Christmas, it was a, like, I think we're like 60 some people at our house. And it's like, what? And this was at my mom's house and they don't have a very big home, but you know, it was, it was just being around people. Mm-hmm. And she, she always welcomed anybody that they didn't have family or they would go with their family. Then they come and spend time kind of with our family. So, you know, that's what I really love about the Latin culture. And a lot of the Italians are, are, are you know, a lot of European countries on um, this, the same thing. And I really, really like that. And you, you like I me. Mean, I know you like now New Year's, but I mean, that was probably, you know, I'd like to kind of find out, you know, what did you do to get through that? Because to, you, you know, here you get a call, like you're celebrating you know, a lot of us um, look at the new year as a new opportunity. Mm-hmm. Excited about, Oh, I'm leaving the old behind. And I have my plans for the following year. And yeah. to almost like you, some people relive that. And how did you, you know, how did you get through that? Yeah. So there was a couple of things that I did, um, and it all came down to working on myself. One of the first things was uh, I actually bought right around that time uh, the book The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, mm-hmm. which I shared before in an, in mm-hmm. other podcasts. And uh, I found that book so uh, helpful that I ended up buying it for my dad as well in Spanish. 
And I sent it over to him because I, I know that he was going through a very difficult time having lost his uh, son as well. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things. The other thing is I was, and I've always been a huge fan of Dr. Wayne Dyer. Mm-hmm. And so he talks about, which is a concept that I didn't understand before, uh, as well as I do now. And I didn't share perhaps that concept before as well as I do now. The fact that we are uh, spiritual, spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm-hmm. And so I would hear people say this before, and I'm like, what are they talking about? They're crazy. Well, now I understand that way more, that we are having an experience here, but it's we, we are, what we are, our essence is way more than just that. Mm-hmm. That we get to be here in a physical body, and we are navigating through this human experience, but at the end of the day, when we, quote unquote, die, when our body dies, we don't die. We're forever. We're eternal beings. And so we go and we are spirits, basically. And mm-hmm. so my brother didn't die. My brother is my brother. And my brother is out there. His body died, but his body was very sick. Yeah. And he was yeah. struggling and he was in pain and he was suffering and So understanding all of these things and understanding that just because someone is no longer here in in a physical being doesn't mean that that person is gone, uh, helped me tremendously. And also, of course, putting at peace or being at peace with the fact that he was having such uh, challenges with his health when he was alive. Mm. And so it was a process, right? Yet mm. every New Year's when it would come, it would be like a moment of sadness. And so when you change the way that you look at things, the things that you look at change, right? And everything's mm. a matter of perception. So changing the perception of, oh, it's going to be sad because he's gone. It's going to be sad because this is the day a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. It was more like changing that perception of it's a moment of celebration, celebration of the life that that he had celebration of the times that I got to spend with him celebration of all the things and all the love that I was able to give to him when he was alive celebration of the fact that I was able to see him uh, before he actually like his heart completely fully flatlined uh, on the 3rd of January he was um, basically vegetative for three days until he um, fully Mm. like died right so it's a celebration of the things that I did get to do. It's a celebration of the moments that we did get to spend together rather than mourning of the things uh, that happened uh, that are quote unquote negative, right? The fact mm. that he's gone, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So, but, but it takes time and it's a, it's a process, right? And uh, now I feel him and I have mm. felt him uh, since. And so Every once in a while, he makes his presence known to me. So I know he's around. I know yeah. that he's with me and that helps uh, tremendously. And we were very united before. And we still, I feel that connection with him, even though he's no longer here physically. Yeah, yeah. That is so powerful. I love that. Um, I've heard so much about the untethered. So I have not read that. Maybe I need to read that on, listen to it on audio because I, I'm I'm going through like three different books right now, <laughs> you know, Um and, and of course, Dr. Wayne Dyer, I, I love all his books. I love his work. I just, it, it's very soothing. And it just made me think as you were sharing, um, sharing this, that, um, as you said, you, when you look at the, when you look at things differently, everything changes, but, but you've been doing a lot of inner work. So when you change as an individual, everything else changes around you and doing the work of, um, as you said, you know, we're all spirits and we're just having a human experience 
in this vehicle. Uh, this is our vehicle right now. Mm -hmm. And it's just a, a, a tent, a house, whatever you want to call it. I know pastors will call it, well, it's just a tent. I mean, but we still have to honor and take care of the tent. <laughs> you know, we still, have right. to, we still have to do all that. And just the fact often of just like, well, how would my significant um, other that we've lost, how would they want me to live my life? Would they, what if, I passed away what I want and I was looking down what I want them to like be moping around. I'm like, no, enjoy life. Enjoy, enjoy the senses because this is what we are around. It's, it's the senses and to really enjoy that. Mm -hmm. And it's really powerful what you shared because I am super blessed. I still have my mom and dad and all my brothers and um, I haven't really experienced um, that. Um, I did, however, lose my father-in-law and, um, you know, and then and, and you think, but I always just like to look at and remember them in a positive light, like the good things about them. Mm -hmm. And they would want us to move on and just and, and be happy. So right. That, that's, you know, I think and maybe wise counsel for those that are going through um, some of these challenges. And what, what's your, um, how do you think that, I know a lot of people like stress out of the holidays. You know, what have you seen that, you know, why are people stressing? <laughs> I think there's different factors. Uh, one, <laughs> for people that are not necessarily too social, uh, the thought of being around a lot of people, around family, I think also, and this is probably something new within the last two years, with the whole pandemic and everything, a lot mm -hmm. of people are just stressing over the fact of being in a close uh, space with others. Uh, so once again, it's more about what can you do versus what can't you do? What do you have control mm. over what you don't have control over? Finances probably are um, something that people stress over as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's Christmas, there is presents, there is, uh, you know, money that needs to be spent, all these things like having people over. And so it's again, it's what can you do instead of, you know, what's not in your control. Mm -hmm. um, that that would probably be, in my opinion, at least probably the top three things that people stress mm -hmm. over, uh, mm -hmm. especially around these times. What what do you mm -hmm. think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of times we stress because we don't we don't know what the outcome is going to be. And when you're like a perfectionist and perfectionism, you want you want an outcome to be a specific way. And really, stress is like. Um, just worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet instead of having faith that, you know, I say, Oh, you know, it's going to work out. And, and you take the things that you need, you do what you need to do. Of yeah. course and you take action, but you know, in the end it always worked out. And I thought like you're saying, of course the pandemic, um, you know, the agreement, disagreement of everything with the masks, the, the shots and so forth. And, you know, and just a controversial and, and all that, that, that can be very stressful for some people. And, and I just get to the point where I let everyone's just going to have their own opinion and their own belief and, and that's okay. And, you know, that's their thought. That's their belief. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be mine to make me happy. So we just have to let people be, I think at, at that point. And like you were saying about, you know, sometimes people spend more money than, um, then they need to, or maybe they don't even have it, but something sells, well, so-and-so, they always buy all the big extravagant gifts. Well, like, good on them, you know, but maybe you could be known for the person that brings the most 
awesome desserts or the most funkiest hat or, you know, you have the crazy Christmas outfit that the Santa outfit you're wearing or something of that sort. Um, or the so most meaningful gifts, you know, oh. sometimes the most meaningful gifts are like the least, the least expensive because they are meaningful for a reason, right? Find mm -hmm. out what is it that somebody likes, really likes, truly likes, and how can you make it a point for you to show up uh, with that specific meaningful thing for that person? And sometimes it could be literally like printing a picture, which is 10 cents and framing it, which is $10 or, or less, right? Mm -hmm. And so it could be something so inexpensive, but thoughtful or writing like mm -hmm. a handwritten note or whatever it is. And so, Many times the gifts are not necessarily just going out there and spending, I don't know, crazy amounts of money, but what can you do for someone that would mean a lot for that person? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. The, even the picture, even writing, like you're saying, writing a note, putting it in a little, in a frame and so they can have it at their desk or when they first walk into their home or somewhere where they see where they have that, that daily reminder. It doesn't have to be expensive and you can limit your gift exchange as well because i think a lot of times we make it about um about you know the gifts and everything but i know with our family because it's a big family i don't give gifts i don't get gifts for everybody and then my parents are at the age where like we don't need anything stop buying us stuff and so we just do um kind of like a white elephant not really a white elephant you know i mean we always we put like a price range and they're actually nice gifts and whoever wants to participate wants to participate and we have fun with it because we you know you could swap it or somebody sees something and they grab it and and you know that's a lot of fun and then just keeping um keeping things really simple you know even with the uh with the meals and desserts and and it's okay to delegate and even if like you're hosting it at your house Oh, can you bring this? Or it would really be great if you can assist. Can you bring the plates? And yeah, we don't want paper plates, but we want kind of some nice, like, you know, festive plates that maybe you could bring. That would be really awesome. And most people are going to say yes. No one's going to say no. Things, things of that sort. And, and last year. That's something that applies for everything in life. It's learning how to ask for help. Yes. And I think most of us, me included, we, I personally <laughs> feel like I still kind of have that challenge of asking people for what you need. Yes. And that could be because you, like, in my opinion, oh, I, you know, I got it. I got it. You know, I can handle it. Well, you, you could, but it's easier with help, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe the fear of, uh, you know, what if they say no to me? Well, what's the worst thing that can happen? They say no, and then you ask somebody else or you figure it out, right? But asking for help in any area of your life, uh, mm -hmm. especially during the holidays, if you feel like you're stressing about it or you don't know how to do something or maybe your budget is not, you know, large or whatever it is, just ask for help. Yeah. And I'm, I guarantee that there's people that are going to be more than happy to to help because they're going to feel that now like you're, they're participating. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a big one. And I'm glad you brought that up because I did, that was one of the books that when I was going through my journey of 75 hard, it was one of the books that I read with Mark Victor Hansen and his wife. And it, and it was, it was asked, that was the name of the book, ask. And it was exactly what you said. What's the worst that can happen? If you ask and they say no, you're in the same place that you were before you even asked. But if you ask and they say yes, you're a step ahead. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so I think you uh, just really just asking, it's okay. It's not a sign of weakness. And I, I think we both are kind of like, yeah, we want to do it all. And instead of asking for help, but it's, it's good. And then it steals the blessing and opportunity from, from someone else to right. do something good. So yeah. that, that's a good one. Now, do you do a lot of preparation for, you know, for like Thanksgiving? Are you having Thanksgiving at your house and hosting Christmas at your house both? So what we do, Dr. Linda, what we have done uh, over the past years, actually, is with my family. And I don't have a big family here. Most of my family is back in Colombia. So what we do is we actually alternate holidays, right? So, for mm-hmm. example, if this year I commit to doing Christmas, then my mom would prepare you know, Thanksgiving, and then my brother's family would prepare New Year's. And so mm-hmm. it's three people, three holidays, three major holidays around this time. And so... I would only be in charge of uh, basically just preparing for one, right? And then from there, let's say if, if if this year I am Christmas, we haven't assigned yet, but if this year I'm assigned Christmas and it's a choice, right? Oh, I want to take this one. Oh, I want to take that one, whatever it is. Uh, then I just Google uh, different recipes of whatever I want to make. And I start preparing with maybe maybe two weeks in, you know, in advance. Okay, what do I need from the store? Uh, you know, what ingredients? Do I need any help, right? Uh, do I know how to make something or do I not know how to make something? And then mm-hmm. it's just making the meal. Uh, when my family comes over, then we kind of just set, set everything, um, you know, like set the table and everything together. We put music on. We're a very musical mm-hmm. family. So we put music <laughs> on. We get in the spirit, uh, and, and we celebrate as a family. We sit down, we eat our dinner, we do, you know, we do the gratitude, especially during Thanksgiving, all the gratitude around mm-hmm. the table, what are we grateful for, et cetera, et cetera. And then we just spend time together. You know, we play games or we just talk or we do so, uh, some sort of activity as a family together. But it's very, like you were saying, right? Keep it simple. Keep mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be something super uh crazy elaborate at least not in my case i don't do anything super elaborate i keep it mm-hmm. simple it's more about spending time with your love with my loved ones and that's what the experience is about and it's the conversations that you're having because i always think those conversations are like spiritual experiences that you're having with the person whether it's at a store whether it's at home it could be the UPS man that's dropping something off or the mailman. You just, you know, you take a minute and you chat and you exchange words and, and they, they feel your presence and, you know, something as simple as that. And it really does come down to um, keeping it simple, the happiness. And as you were saying to, to start planning, like for instance, because I have a very, um, I wouldn't say strict diet. It's just like, I choose to eat more of a paleo, um, ketogenic type of um, template. That's just how I choose to eat. So I prepare all the meals that way. And I will add extra things that maybe others might want. But I don't go out of my way. So when people come to the house, if they want bread, I'm like, okay, well, I have gluten free bread. So you can have that and, you know, or, or have or not. So right. I don't really worry about that and try to please everybody. It's like, hey, they might enjoy this. And they're like, wow, this is really good. I thought eating healthy, you know, tastes horrible or, but it doesn't. So I kind of tend to simplify that instead of making two meals, like, okay, this is like the regular, what everybody else eats. This is the gluten-free or this is the low carb and this is the keto. It's just like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to prepare how I prepare. And 
very rarely has anyone said, oh, that's horrible. Cause it's, I, I when you've been doing this for such a lo long time, you learn how to um, make everything, you know, pretty palatable and, and healthy and good. So yeah. I think those are some things that people um, can really, you know, kind of dig into. And if you plan looking at recipes and you like to write things down, huh? <laughs> I am not very, first like in cooking to be honest right and so when it comes down to like doing something special or something different perhaps of what I would normally eat uh, which is something that I do try to do every holiday right make something mm -hmm. different make something special make something um, just different I look at a recipe and I don't overcomplicate. like if the recipe says hard <laughs> I pass it right because I know, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at yes. and so I keep the the like the recipes that I look at are like easy or medium easy right uh, right and and uh, recipes that are like an hour an hour and a half to make nothing mm -hmm. overly complicated right mm -hmm. and so I know my limitations too when it comes to food if I'm looking at a recipe and I don't know half of the things that are in the ingredients list <laughs> I pass it right yeah. no matter how good or how many reviews it has I just I know that I that I you know my skills basically and so I keep it simple but I do uh, make an effort of making something different or something that people are going to you know enjoy when they're eating yeah and you, you know, know uh -huh. Okay, that finish up you were saying? I was going to say, now, something that you were mentioning uh, kind of brought up another point for me is that if you know, for example, that you um, always have to have something specific or you are in a specific type of diet and you know that where you're going, maybe they don't have that or may, mm -hmm. for example, I don't eat pork, right? And so if I know that where I'm going, the meal is going to be mainly pork and something else, either if you're going to be with the some okay with the something else, then good. Otherwise, you can bring a small portion of something for yourself. I personally would not get offended if somebody does that in my house. Or, you know, I've, I've done it too. Like if I know that I don't need something, I'm not necessarily going to eat it. Um, and and mm -hmm. very respectfully, I'm sorry, you know, I will pass on these, but thank you so much. I will eat some of mm -hmm. the other stuff or whatever it is. So that's something that I personally do. And if I have to accommodate my myself with what I do eat, what I don't eat, then I, you know, it's one of those things where I respect others. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, I respect my, you know, my eating habits as well. So how do you respond to, like you were saying, um, I'll pass on that because you know sometimes when you're following a different type of template and people will bring them like I made this just for you and it's loaded with all this crap that you don't eat I'm not going to eat something that has all this sugar and come on it's just once a year and I kind of look at it like um it's almost like well would you want me to cheat on my husband it's only once a year <laughs> You know, I said, or I tell, I asked them, I'm like, well, would you be okay if your husband or your wife cheated on you just once a year? Would you be okay with that? Oh, well, this is totally not, it, that's not even like, I'm like, well, for me it is, you know? And so sometimes people, um, so just like, and just kind of nicely say, oh, I have to pass on that because, and you're gonna, you don't even have to, because I always say your health is none, is none of, it's none of their business. Nope. But you can choose to be nice about it and say, you know what? Um, if I eat that, I'll probably be throwing up on your in your kitchen, and I don't think you want that. <laughs> right, right, right. And you can say it in a very polite way. You can say it in a very respectful way. Yes. Uh, 
But you, I, I really truly believe that you don't have to compromise your values mm. or your principles or your uh, customs or your anything that you feel very strongly about just to make others feel okay. 100%. No and matter what, not, not just in food, but in yeah. anything, right? If somebody's telling you, oh, go ahead and, and steal these, nobody's going to know, you know, there's no cameras around. And that's something that, that goes completely against your values. You're not going to do it just because there is no cameras. Like, yes. And so if it's something that you feel very strongly about in a very nice, respectful way, you can say, no, no, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate the gesture, but I'm going to have to pass on that. Absolutely. That's so true. I like that, you know, what you mentioned about that, about keeping things simple. The other thing that I, I, this kind of just brings to, to my mind. Um, my mom would always, every year she'd make tamales, you know, that's just a Latin thing, you know, it's a Mexico thing. So I, I personally don't eat them. I just do not do well with corn. So I'll help her. But a lot of, you know, she, that's just her thing. My mom loves to cook. So um, we, she'd have, we'd have tamale parties and I'd invite some of my friends. And I remember when I was in college, there was like a couple guys and, you know, they were Caucasian and one was African-American and they're like, what's this? And I'm just like, oh, it's easy. You just grab this. And we have this little factory going. <laughs> I mean, we, we like got, we probably made like 12 dozens, like within two hours because, you wow. know, it was my mom. And then, and then sometimes it was my kids and every year it would change. Like, uh, but now that I'm not in California, my mom just buys them. <laughs> but I miss the time of being there and actually making a lot. And you can do that if people want to do like a cookie exchange or they're doing gift exchanges. And you can always plan something and say, hey, let's do um, a gift exchange, um, get together, and you just kind of make your stuff. You know, everybody can be creative and and that could be a form of celebration and just being together with people but i think in the end it's really about our time to connect with other people and um the exchange of the emotions and the exchange of the feeling and the exchange of the love i really believe that's why people enjoy the holidays but because it almost lets their guard down and they soften up and they start to think from more and come from the heart instead of the brain so. Right, right, right. And so it's keeping that at the forefront of everything, knowing that what is the meaning of the, the festivities? What is the whole point of getting together with family? Is it about showing off? Is it about, you know, eating all kinds of things? Or is it about spending time with your loved ones? Is it about uh, loving one another? Is it about catching up with each other? Is it about just having quality time? What is the meaning? Mm -hmm. Right. And and yes, you want to create a good you know time and you want to, um, you know, be um, a good host, et cetera, et cetera, especially, of course, if you're hosting. But it's not about necessarily that that people remember. People are not going to remember. Oh, remember that thing that you had, you know, uh, you know, the mat, for example. Mm -hmm. Or is it more about the quality of the time that you're spending together? You know, you can have your house decorated like crazy and you can have the best meals but if the whole time you're on the phone and everybody's trying to talk to you and you're so busy like in your phone or something then that's what they're going to remember right but if you are engaging if you are spending time if you are participating if you are spending really quality time together then i think it makes a difference and so 
It's about what is important and making sure that whatever is important for you, you can actually do during the festivities with your loved ones. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mindfulness. You know what comes to mind? Dr. Joe's voice. Be aware. (laughs) (laughs) So people, if you've done his his, uh, meditations or you've been to his (laughs) his events, you'll you'll get it. But (laughs) that's what it comes down to. Just that awareness so, be aware um, right be aware yeah. but i thought that's a lot to uh, that's a lot that um to unpack for people so they can see all the bullet pro- the bullet points a big walk um walk away for me of just you know like like you were talking about because we are going to run into people who have, who have lost loved ones um and and maybe finish it up with that how how would it have been for people to kind of talk to you during that time when you, you know, with your brother, what, what would be the, without having to, it's almost like you want to acknowledge the person, but you don't want to like talk for a whole hour about it. Cause then your vibrational energy just goes, Mm -hmm. this is supposed to be a time of festivity. So what would you suggest if what you recall fresh in your mind? Cause obviously really close to your brother. I mean, it's kind of like. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is, and it doesn't matter if it's around the festivities or any other time of the year, really. People can tell, and I can tell, for example, if someone's being genuine, Mm -hmm. if you really feel for, you know, what happened and you want to come and give me a hug and say, you know, I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss. Uh, I have had you in my thoughts and prayers and they give me a hug. It doesn't matter. Even if it's going to bring that memory back, I feel that sincerity. I feel that genuine thoughtfulness or care. And it's very appreciated. Mm. On the other hand, when people are like, so what happened? And so what, 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 when did that happen? Mm. And he was there for 30 minutes and they bring him. And so he went to the house and then three days, like, that's curiosity and that's from your own knowledge, right? That's, it's not going to help at all other than you finding out the whole details of everything. So what's your intention when you go to someone mm. to talk about something that it may be a difficult topic for the other person? What's your intention? Is it because mm. you really, truly, genuinely want to go and say, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with you? Or is it because you want to just be curious, right? Mm. And is it the right intention? Do you yeah. really genuinely feel sorry or are you just, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss, right? And so, because I do believe that people can sense that energy. Mm-hmm. Now, did I appreciate it every time that somebody would come to me? I absolutely did when it was genuine. When it wasn't, I would be like, oh, yes, thank you so much. And I would cut the conversation right there and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for anyone who maybe encounters something difficult, something challenging during the holidays, really, if you feel the, the need, if you feel the calling to go and approach someone and say, you know what, I've been praying for you, or I have you in my thoughts, mm-hmm. or I'm very sorry about my condolence, whatever it is, go and do it. Because most mm-hmm. likely, if you're genuine, they will know that you are, and they would, they would appreciate that very much. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, if you don't feel it in your calling, or if you feel like it's just everybody's doing it, and you have to do it, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And just being, I think it's just really being um, true to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you said, you know, there's, there's curiosity, but for what benefit? 
Exactly. You know, is it, are they gossip bullet points for, for an individual? But all in all, I mean, when it comes down to like you said, coping with the holidays or just with any challenges in life, because we're all going to go through them. One, we can know that it's just temporary as well. You know, two, it's whatever we choose to make of it. You know, we can make a, a heaven or hell out of it. So it's really our choice, you know, what we want to do in three is really um, not really, I wouldn't say caring, but be so caught up in other people's opinions about us because it doesn't matter what we do, whether we do something really well or we screw up, there's always going to be opinions of what we did wrong. Right. There's always going to be people like that. And, and, you know, other people's opinions are none of uh, it's none of my business what someone thinks about me. If I know and, and for both of us, we know that we're coming from our heart, then it really doesn't matter. And I and like you said, I think just you go back to what are your intentions? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So I think that's a, a, right. a good place to um, to kind of end on this. But like I know you put a lot a lot you have a lot going on, Fernanda, but where can people where do you like people connecting with you mostly? Where do you like them to connect with you on the listening to you on the podcast? Um, yeah, yeah. So Positive Blueprints podcast. I have my website, positiveblueprints.com. And then, of course, Facebook uh, at Positive Blueprints would be um, the three main ways for me to or for people to connect with me. How okay. about you, Dr. Linda? Same thing. You know, I'd say, I say one, people need to subscribe to the podcast, to your podcast, because you do all the audio and then I put up all the video on mm -hmm. YouTube. So if they can, you know, people can find me also on YouTube at, it's at Dr. Linda Marquez. Uh, so those are all my social media handles because it just helps us to really, you know, our, our whole purpose of why we do this is because I love, we love our connecting time. However, we want other people to connect on a lot of what we're doing as well. And it really helps us to just further our, um, you know, our mission to really yes. just touching people's lives. And there's always going to be something good coming up with with both of us and projects and conferences and so forth. I know you we both have a lot in the works. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that is it. And I guess we'll see everyone next week. Yes. All right. See you all next week. See you all oh, next week. Quick reminder too: the time did change uh, for this starting this episode, I believe. So make sure that you are connecting at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. Now it's 2 p.m. Central Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you are in a different time zone uh, and you are watching this live, make sure that you are adjusting that time uh, change. Otherwise, of course, for our listeners in YouTube and the podcast doesn't really matter. So yeah. have a wonderful rest of your day and we will see you all next week. See you. Bye.